Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. All of this has happened before. And all, all of this will, will happen, happen again. again. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb. And joining me, just yelling in the, the sick bay, is the XO Kitsy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to come up with to remember no, a line, so I just went. That with, was it. <laughs> I'm sure at some point he says, Nah. He definitely does. He definitely does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, retaking her rifle position as the president of the podcast, The 12 Colonies and All of Our Hearts, uh, but in title only, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to cry this early in this episode, but God, that she, oh man, she really gets me this week. I, oh, I love her so much. I know what you said, Caleb, was uh, rightful position. Yes. But what yes. I heard was rifle position. I'll take that too. And now, honestly, now the, uh, I want a, a show with Mary McDonald as a, uh, like a badass mercenary sniper. Like an old West, you know. Yes. That's the show we would have gotten if we'd actually lost Adama last week. Oh, and that's yeah, yeah thing, exactly. Like, <laughs> if, w- if this insurrection had gone any longer, we would have seen uh, Rosalind in her rifle position. Yes, <laughs> hell yeah, she was ready. And like, I'm glad that the the insurrection story was just like a, basically a three episode arc. The the setup, the you know the the second act and then the resolution. Uh, it was timed really well for the pacing of the show, but I do feel a little cheated by the glimpse of like war. Roslyn that we saw <laughs> so, yeah. like ready to say fuck everything like I will tear you apart with my bare hands it's amazing does she <laughs> because I'm not allowed to google anybody I've never even looked at her IMDB has she done anything that might scratch that itch for us uh, she was an independence day that's true she was <laughs> she, she doesn't do any alien ass kicking though no but she talks to Will Smith, and he does. That's true. She and Jeff Goldblum Darko. does. She was in Donnie Darko? Yeah. What? Who is she in? 
She was uh, someone Darko. Uh, it was literally just on my screen. Oh my god, Rose. she's his she mom. Rose. Rose Holy Darko. shit! You're not yeah. a bitch. You're <laughs> bitching. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, Y'all, hold on. I is don't now, know that. Is now, you might. Huh? Is now a good time to tell everyone I've never seen Donnie Darko? I've never it's, watched it. It's been on when I've been around. But. Here's the thing. This sounds like a joke, but you two are just a little too old for it. It hit, You had to be like a 16-year-old girl when that movie came out, and you would have been. When, have, when, is this, when did it come out? I think when I was a 16-year-old girl. So you would have been 17? Is that right? I would have been a 17-year-old girl. So, yeah, that would have been. What year did Donnie Darko? I think it came out when uh, back when uh, Sucking a Fuck was popular. Tell me, Caleb, how does one suck a fuck? <laughs> I'm all ears. This movie is deep. I haven't seen it in like a decade. It is deep in my DNA. I, so, I Kitsy, hold on. This is going to break the whole show wide open. Kitsy, you might not even know this. I have a Donnie Darko tattoo. Wait, really? Uh-huh. I have the numbers in my lip. Like in... You're oh. not going to be able to... I mean, you're not going to be able to see it from here, but... Oh, I just, don't, I just exists, always assume yeah. those were the lost numbers. No, they they should be the lost numbers, the Donnie Darko numbers. You have those tattooed which, somewhere else. Yeah, that's the they've got a listeners have to pay for the Patreon to <laughs> find out where that one is. Hey yo. Um Patreon my butt, am I right? Uh so as far as anyway. I can tell, Mary McDonald's <laughs> been mostly in dramas uh throughout her career with uh some some forays into the sci-fi and other weirdities. She was in Veronica Mars, she was in Scream Four. Uh, she's apparently, uh, she's a voice in the, uh, the Witcher animated film that was released recently. So she's branched out a little bit, but we, I don't think we've Vicky ever Mars. really gotten to see her yeah. in for full on like war mode. Uh, and honestly, I think that that's a, a tragedy for all of yeah. us. There's that's still time. New campaign. New campaign. Speaking of tragedies for all of us, before we get in too much more into the, uh, the jokes, uh, I want to take yeah, a moment oh and God. pay our respects to the late Dean Stockwell, uh, who we, we received the news today, the, the day that we are recording this episode, so uh, a week ago for y'all, uh, that uh, Dean has passed. Uh, of course, you know, legendary actor. Uh, you know, he was Brother Cavill in Battlestar Galactica, so all of our, our listeners will know him from that. Uh, but I think probably best known for his role in Quantum Leap. Which was one of those shows that, like, of course, I remember uh, growing up and just loving so much. And just what a what an incredible actor he is, and what a talent for making me hate him. I uh, know, but like in the best possible way. Like he's so good at being so bad. <laughs> I was saying we were talking earlier that it's um, going to be hard to talk about him in this episode this way, just the timing because he's so hate hyphenable in this episode but i think that's you know i'm glad that we have a cavill heavy episode today of all days of all days to, yeah yeah that we'll, we'll get the chance to kind of celebrate what a tremendous actor he he was um but it it feels kind of i i don't even know what the word is but i'm not gonna have many positive things yeah. to say about well just remember <laughs> that you're talking about the character who you're supposed to not like yeah, yeah. and Boy, not, not the man who of... is i'm sure delightful uh, i think that, that rather that honestly is the the best possible tribute to him mm -hmm. though to talk about how like 
how well he played this role to just make so us hate affecting. him so much. Yeah. yeah. And from everything, everybody who has spoken out, you know, today, um, who knew him professionally, it sounds like he was just a wonderful, wonderful person. Edward James almost, I just want to read his um, tribute. Oh, he, yeah, please. He said today, actually, Caleb, <laughs> you should read this. <laughs> Caleb, if you'd share... Um, Yes, Mr. Almost's tribute to to Mr. Stockwell. We would we would love that. Thank you. A true giant of a human being is past. I was so fortunate to have worked with him on Miami Vice and Battlestar. I'll cherish the years we spent together. He was a gift to all who truly knew him. R.I.P. Hashtag. So say we all. So say we all. Wait, no. Oh. Don't end the episode. <laughs> I gotta, forgot. You have, to, gonna... you have to prepend it with a hashtag. Otherwise, we end the episode. Oh, I didn't. Wait. So, okay. So, did you can you, say. So, he didn't hashtag it. You hashtagged it. No, he hashtagged no, he it. he did. But, oh, oh that's, that's even better. Always, that's why yeah. it was safe to say on the air. Mm-hmm. Hashtag so say we all. It's safe to say. Okay. Well, I'm the only um, one that said it, so we're still fine. <laughs> I... I love so, that I forgot that he mentioned Miami Vice in there and I yes. <laughs> hear <laughs> Adama uh, talk about Miami Vice. So that was that was lovely. Thank you, Caleb. I'll tell you what, like it's it's weird as as this show, Second Edition One, has gone on and you know, we've had the the news of, with you know Michael Michael Hogan's serious mm-hmm. injury. We've had, you know, um, Dean Stockwell's passing. We you know, we're we're starting to to see uh, the, the the cast of this show affected in real life, and uh, I'm just I'm not personally prepared for the the possibility. Uh, I, I'm not even I'm not even going to acknowledge <laughs> the like imminence of it. I'm just only I will only acknowledge the possi- the statistical possibility <laughs> of the eventual passing passing of uh, the the legendary EJO, and I'm just I, I won't be able to handle that day. I can mm-hmm. I can promise you that. Well, in 75 years when it happens, we'll bring the podcast back for one special episode, no matter what, no matter where we are, no matter how much we hate each other, we will all hate each other. It just, I don't know how much at that point. I mean, I already hate both of you a lot. So, so I mean, imagine. At this point, it's just a matter of how much more can we possibly. Exactly. That really just depends on how much longer this podcast goes. Um, So. Because I'm not talking longer. to. Oh. oh, so that's uh, that's another thing that we should uh, kind of another uh, proverbial elephant we should acknowledge. Uh, if we seem a little punchier than normal lately, uh, we're in the home stretch of this show. There are six uh, full episodes left. You know, six regular season episodes. Gosh, is show, that it? Uh, uh, including the including the three part finale. Uh, so three regular season episodes and the finale. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, we are we are that close. Uh, but of course, Holy we're uh, shit. We're we're packing in one more uh, extra special episode next week. So make sure that you uh, you you join us uh, as we once again cross over with our uh, our, our network. Um, well, colleague uh, Michael, uh, as uh, as we we do another crossover episode with the Never Heard of It podcast, where we'll be talking about the the final uh, full length Battlestar Galactica film, The Plan, uh, which, as you've heard us talk about before, is basically the events of the the miniseries, events of the the Cylon War, 
but told from the Cylon perspective, which is perfect timing after we get this episode and have a break and see some, like a very similar thing where we get to see some of the happenings uh, from the, the Cylon perspective uh, that you know, we can only have speculated what was going on uh, at the time. So we're, we're going to see more of that. Uh, just like when we did Razor, uh, we're going to do part of that here on second edition one. And after the, uh, the break, so to speak, we're going to take that over to the never heard of it feed. If you're not already subscribed, you're going to want to, uh, hop over there and subscribe as well. Uh, but at least don't miss the episode. It's fun when we get the whole crew together. So <laughs> shit's getting weird. It's getting so weird and I love it so much. This is the most losty. I think the show has felt for me so far. I yeah. loved this episode. Is so we get okay, sorry, go on, Kitsy. Is is now a bad time to tell you all that I've never seen Quantum Leap? Um now would be a bad time to tell us that only because we've moved on from when we were talking about that earlier. But oh. I mean <laughs> Would now be a bad I, I, time I, I to out. tell you all that I have a quantum leap tattoo? <laughs> Would now be a bad time to tell you I don't understand the word quantum. <laughs> Would now That's... be a bad time to tell you all about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the one true God. The one true God. Uh, that came from the centurions. So yeah. once again, we have multiple small storylines going on at once. Uh, and... You know, th- there's there's one little one that we we've already touched on that uh, it it sits just kind of nestled in the middle of the the rest of the episode. So I think it, we can easily pluck it out and and cover it on its own. Uh, we're dealing, of course, with the aftermath of the um, the insurrection, the mutiny on the Galactica, and as we recall, the uh, the quorum was all executed by Zarek's Marines, uh, and. Uh, we get a, a really great shot, something that I love, uh, an exterior shot of uh, Colonial One, but docked in the, the landing bay at, at Galactica. So they just pull the whole damn ship in the garage. Is anyone else surprised that Colonial One fits inside Galactica? I thought it was a lot bigger than that. Perspective is weird. I I also thought it was, but then when I saw it in here, I like it triggered a memory. Like, oh yeah, that could, they can totally just do that. Uh, well, and, and I mean, of Colonial One, like what we've seen inside is just the the quorum space. Um. Uh. Rosalind, I didn't forget her name. <laughs> Rosalind's quarters, and that's kind of all there really is over there right like it's basically just like a space 747 yeah so like given how big galactica is supposed to be how big is it? how big is it i wish yeah. i knew the dimensions i would have answered that question uh but given how big that it's supposed to be relative to the rest of the fleet i mean you can tell that it is just hulking and massive compared to the rest of them but the way they have them all just kind of randomly scattered throughout space uh yeah kitsy you're right it, it doesn't in most shots look like colonial one could fit in there but i love that it does mm-hmm. um but of course uh, rosalind's in kind of picking up the pieces figuratively and literally, uh, of the, the quorum's legislative chamber, uh, which was, I guess, just the, the conference room, huh. which I don't even know what it would originally have been, given that it was just like a like a luxury transport vessel. Mm. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Uh, but Lee, Lee comes in, and 
you know, they they have this whole conversation, you know, acknowledging the the the, the deaths, and Rosalind is kind of absentmindedly looking through some some photos uh, that, of course, have octagonal signs, uh, because why not? <laughs> and as one of uh, what's what is the uh, the one delegate's name? The one who stood up to Zarek. Uh, I cannot Jeff. remember. Jeff. Greg. <laughs> Uh, like Jasper or something like that. I yeah. think it's a J Joe sound, right? Yeah. So readers uh, who who may be familiar, readers, uh, readers, readers, longtime readers of the show <laughs> uh, will know that I'm normally listening to a transcript uh, throughout the episode. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, but I have nothing this episode, so I'm going purely on memory, and it, I have actually watched the show twi- the episode twice in the last two days, uh, and I'm still going to struggle, and that's just my life. I'm sorry. It, it you you, you kind of sound like Sam right now, using the wrong words for things. Uh-huh. That's honestly uh, when we get to to Sam, uh, like we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But that's how I feel most of the time. Oh, a hundred percent. When, when, you know, I, I, I can't remember my books. I mean, my memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, books, though, because that's where you put your memories yeah. are kind of like they're written down in your little brain book. That's very cute. It was, it was like very, it was like a cute little, he, man, yeah. you, y'all know how I feel about this Cylon, but he was really endearing in this episode. And we'll come back to him. We'll get there. Do, do you, uh, do y'all want to know how big Galactic is? I have the, I have the specs here. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so it is 4,719.95 feet long. Uh, that is okay. 1,438.64 meters. Okay. It is 1,761.29 feet wide, which is 536.84 meters. And it is 601 feet, 0.43 feet high, which is 183.32 meters. Uh so it How is almost big is that a, compared to the Epcot ball. I don't know, but it is almost a damn mile long is, is how big it is. Oh, a mile is 5,280. It is 4,719 feet. So it is just a few hundred sh- feet shy of a mile. That's how big. tall again? Uh, 601.43 feet. Still shorter than the arch. <laughs> well, <laughs> Caleb, you petty bitch. <laughs> so that's very. So you could not. You could if you had to slide it right through the arch. No, it's it would not take a long enough. time. No, it would smash. You could wear it stuff. like a little hat. You could wear, yes, you could wear, <laughs> wear the arch as a little hat. And that would be kind of nice. Uh, apparently, it has eighty Viper launch tubes. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot. They've got like Pegasus eight had, Vipers uh, left. Pegasus had at least double because they had the upside down ones as well. Mm. They had the inverted launch uh, launch bays, so they were double sided. How Very, big was the arc? I know there are measurements in the Bible for it. Was it a mile uh, long? Because that would be cool. They measured in cubits. I don't know. That's not real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not like Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Battlestar Galactica uses feet and meters, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so she she finds a photo of one of uh, the quorum delegates, and she's like, look at this photo. It's, it's a terrible photo. He'd hate it, but I, I can't find a better one, and like, everyone's going to see it up on that wall, and she's just, she's she's processing grief. Uh, she we can is see it. so tender about death. He, it reminded really me of is. her scene with Billy when she, like, pushes his hair back, and I forget what she yeah. says, but the line is heartbreaking. 
Which uh, I also feel we need to, to take a moment to apologize to the the Billy fans out there in the audience. <laughs> it's just it's you know it's low hanging fruit. He's too easy. Uh, it's not that we actually hate him. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit that I actually hate him. I kind of hate him. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever keeps the listeners listening, you know? Yeah, Billy was fine. He was a little bit of a weenie towards the end, but you know, he 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 tried. He, he really was, did. He I, was a good weenie, not like Felix Gata, the bad weenie. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean There you it, go. If we could totally have like traded one weenie for the other, I would have kept Billy. Billy's the kind of kid I would have kept around. Like he would I would have let him be part of my crew, but I just would have made fun of him constantly. <laughs> like that just would have been our dynamic. I think. Oh shit! I think I just re- realized I'm, I'm, I was the Billy when I was a kid. <laughs> Same. Oh yeah, I'm always the Billy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, hurt people. I hurt think that's people, why we hate know? Billy so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's too real, man. It's too real. It's like looking in a mirror. Oh man. You know the 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 guy who just doesn't get it. Yeah, that I I, I relate to that. <laughs> but Lee brings up an excellent point. Um. Yeah, the, the, he talks about rebuilding the the quorum and like, rebuilding the, the government, trying to trying to come back from this uh, like major tragedy and you know, rebuild some semblance of order. But he's like, you know what? We're like these planets don't represent us anymore. We're not Capricorn. We're not Sagittarius. We're not Gemini. We're not, we're like we live on ships now. We're a fleet. So like you know, we're from Galactica. We're from Colonial One. We're from Hite Khan. He doesn't say that, but I just wanted to say that for you, Kitsy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> My favorite, and like, really, like that should be how how we how we see ourselves, and like that's that's like how we should be represented. And she's like, "You're absolutely right. You should keep that in mind when you assemble the new government." And he's like, "What? The what now?" <laughs> <laughs> and I love how shocked he continues to be when people continue to hand him exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. He did fight it a little less this time, I noticed. Like, he still pretends to be flabbergasted, but then he's like, as long as you think I'm the, I'd be the right one. And she says, "It's all, you've always been... Yeah. I forget the line exactly, but she says, like, it's always... You've always been the right one or, or something mm-hmm. very sweet like that. And then I cried, so... I- I do like the way that she she hedges it a little bit. She's like, my biggest concern with you has always been you're so damn concerned about doing what's right. You don't always do the smart thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, she I'll, gets I'll, I'll there. try to be smarter and, and wronger. wronger? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a sweet moment and it's such a good, it really ties up. Like it, all of the back and forth that, that we've dealt with with Lee and... He and Rosalind going back and forth and being mm-hmm. on each other's good versus bad side and all of that is really summed up in that little exchange. It's it's such a nice, neat little little moment there. Yeah. Because the uh, show is winding down and making all of my characters <laughs> say these little like goodbye things and it I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah. The other Galactica based <clears throat> subplot. Well, there there there's there's a couple. You know, we, we've, we've talked about Sam. Let's talk about Sam. Let's talk about Sam. So, we know Let's that Sam got shot in, in the brain hole. Uh, the, well, now he has a brain hole. He didn't have one so before. you're supposed to have a brain hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been shot in his brain hole. Uh, and you know, when, we, when we last left, Starbuck was, was personally trying to drag him to, <laughs> to sick bay with the help of Romo Lampkin, who apparently has a bunch of bitch and tattoos, uh, we learned today. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, and she made it. 
Like Sam's there, and they they, they see the the bullet in his brain, and they're going to bring a specialist over uh, to remove that. But first, they've got to drill a hole in his skull and drain the the the, uh, the blood that's that's backed up in there. And uh, Sam is he's, he's not uh, not doing so great. He's he's awake and he's he's talking, but he's not making a lot of sense. And quite honestly, this is the part that I relate to uh, because a lot of times. I say words and they don't mean anything. Well, they mean they they all or, mean things. It's just they don't mean the things that you mean. <laughs> they don't mean anything together. They, they individually they mean things, but like put together they mean nothing. Or do like they use the phrase it's all word in here salad? somewhere. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do because they, they refer to it as a aphasia and the, and the the specialist who we'll also get to in a moment. Uh, it's like we, we call it word salad. He salad. he tries to keep the well. You know what? Fuck it. It's John Hodgman. That's <laughs> it's the John fucking PC. <laughs> Uh, he tries to keep things light and light and airy in sick bay, and uh, you know, most most people don't really appreciate his humor. And, He's and, you know, such well, much like in real life. life. Much like in <laughs> right in real life and in the show, I loved him and nobody else. Why didn't um, we get him on the show? <laughs> I had my well, the problem is because I can't Google anything. Nah, I didn't know true. when he was showing up. I mm. would have done my level best to get him on the show. Um, should have just reached out but. to him, like, hey, without any spoilers, when are you on Battlestar? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you tell me when I should book you. <laughs> Hodgman, if you're listening, and I'm assuming you are, you're, you're uh, welcome. Obviously, anytime. he's listening. We know he's listening. Uh, well, we, <laughs> what we could do is we could take every, like, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC commercial, and we could cut use his dialogue and cut together like he's on the episode with us. I'm sure he says enough stuff in those commercials to... To be in our episode. Okay, I need, Mr. Hodgman, if ever you listen to this podcast, please know that I am a huge actual fan of yours and listen to your podcast every week. And so I have plenty of content that I can use. No, 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 we're only using the Apple commercials. That's it. Don't you worry. That's it. We can only use the Apple commercials. But it's okay to have the music in the background. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, oh, yeah. You have to have uh, music in the background. He that's people don't know this. That music is just his. It follows him everywhere he goes. Everywhere. <laughs> that's not even Apple's music. That's just the John Hodgman music that plays when he's activated. <laughs> when he's activated. John Hodgman is the uh, the final Cylon. Uh, Ooh, so, I would love that. So would once love that. Uh, once the 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 blood is drained from from his head and he's out of immediate danger, Sam is able to to communicate more and he realizes like he remembers things. He remembers uh, everything, uh, essentially, from from their their past life on Earth, and so we get a, a, like these little snippets at a time of what life was like for these five Cylons. Uh, you know, we we know already they were from the thirteenth tribe that left Cobol after the the you know, human Cylon civil war there destroyed the planet. Thirteenth tribe goes to Earth. They eventually. <clears throat> The Cylons of the 13th tribe eventually are able to procreate naturally, so they you know, create their own uh, biological society that's very reminiscent of humanity. They build up Earth, then they create Cylons. They have their own Cylon civil war. The Cylons you know, nuke their planet. Uh, but as we, we've learned from the flashbacks on Earth, um, five Cylons had figured out resurrection technology got themselves out of there and somehow made it to present day and the, the colonies. Well, Sam gives us a little bit of explanation how, um, 
that we know that the that Ellen and, and Saul were were married back then as well. Uh, we learned that Tori and uh, Tyrrell uh, were were madly in love and planning on getting married, which makes the chief just chuckle. <laughs> nope. I, like everybody looks at it like Tori, Tyrrell, and even Starbuck are all looking at each other like, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I love, too, the, the way Sam phrases it. He's like, and you two live together. And she's like, what, like roommates? <laughs> I was like, Tori's face when Chief laughs is a little like, first of all, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be it, a fantastic lover. <laughs> just ask yeah, Guys Baltar. Yeah. <laughs> it um, is a very fun, just this whole scene makes, I just, I love it very much. Yes. Uh, and he, he explained to them, like, they didn't invent the resurrection technology, that that had actually come with the 13th tribe from Kobol. They had figured it out back then. Kobol. Uh, but because, <laughs> Kobol. Kobol. Because the, uh, the Cylons on Earth were able to procreate, they just stopped using the resurrection technology and the, the you know, the... Um, yep. Technology behind it. Thank you. Uh, I didn't want to use the word technology redundantly, but I couldn't think of what I was Yeah, I, was I think that's... The secrets that's were right. lost to time. That's much better. I should have just gone with that. There you go. That in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he, he said that the, the, the chief did some, some brilliant work on it, which shouldn't surprise anyone. But really, it was Ellen who tied it all together. Uh, which does surprise me. It does surprise. And... Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get into why this episode is a turning point in my mind of the character of Ellen Ty. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we learned that the, the five of them together figured this out. And when their, when Earth was nuked to oblivion, they uploaded to a, uh, a ship in orbit. But it was sublight speed, so they just were kind of drifting for a couple of millennia until they reached the, the 12 colonies. They, their intent was... To warn them, knowing like, okay, this cycle is almost definitely going to repeat. They're going to create artificial life, and what happened to us is going to happen to them again. Uh, and so they go go to warn them, but they get there just you know just a touch too late, and the war is already happening. Uh, but they they make a deal with the Centurions uh, because they, they realize something's different this time. The Centurions have a, a religion and a belief in a one true God that gives them a sense of. Uh, of love and of mercy and of compassion. And Ellen, again, is the one who makes the point like, that's, that's the difference here. If we, can, you know, if we can help end this war and the Cylons can carry on with this sense of, of purpose and of, you know, of mercy in their, you know, I'll, I'll use air quotes, hearts, uh, <laughs> then the cycle doesn't have to repeat. And so, mm. in, in order to well, that's that's that was the the optimism of oh, the moment. Well, all of this has happened before, and all of this all will happen this, again, and it'll happen again. Uh, but you know, Ellen and the others they they teach the the Cylon the Centurions how to perfect uh, making humanoid Cylon models because, as we know, they were already working on it. They'd already built, like cobbled together some hybrids, very uh, cobble style. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> hate you oh they just slapped some meat and wires together and <laughs> made it work um, uh i've i've been trying to come up with a good spot to interject in this but i feel like we're getting too far away from it now um so i do just want to go back real quick and talk about uh how they got to from earth to the colonies 
and thousands of years had passed. Mm-hmm, um, because mm-hmm. I didn't catch this the first time, and I I was like, oh, that's kind of a plot hole. But uh, on this rewatch I just did before we we recorded this, uh, Sam has some kind of throwaway line about like we traveled at um sublight but relativistic speeds, so time mm-hmm. slowed down for us, but thousands of years still passed. Yeah. So that's how they were able to travel so far so long because they were for them the journey was only, you know, maybe a couple of years or or, or something. Um so does that Ugh, I hate the show. I hate time travel <laughs> so it's, speed so it's like, stuff. It's like an interstellar when they go to that planet with the high yeah, gravity. No, I mean I understand I understand the words and the like what what he's I understand the words that are coming out of Sam's mouth, but not many people know, do this episode is the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, my brain is similarly broken, fair, so fair. it just kind of lines up that way. But no. Uh, what am I trying to ask? What does that mean? So so that so then for one thing how does that relate to slash parallel or does it at all Starbucks journey? We don't know. We don't we still know. Don't know yeah, what we the hell happened to Starbucks. Because we, don't we know, know s- but we know something happened with time with her, at the very least. Maybe. But also there are two of her now. Two. Well, there's 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 one of her and then a dead body that had her um her tags and hair. dog tags, but I mean those could yeah. be faked. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leoben I mean, put those there just to say Leoben was was there. Like we, that's we true. The thing about Leoben. That's the thing about him. <laughs> he always makes fake dog tags and attaches them to corpses so that you think the corpse is you. <laughs> seen it once. I've seen it a million times with this guy. You know. Speaking of which, uh, Sam tells the 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 other three Cylons and Kara who's who's there that uh, they helped the Cylons make the the eight humanoid models and Kara's like whoa 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 eight we're missing one can you tell us who and he's like what no don't don't worry about it <laughs> she she starts freaking out and we we realize it's because she thinks she might be one of them and she just starts as he's- freaking out because she remembers that Andrea called this so, so long wait, before, ago before 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 you start, before you start, uh-huh. we do have to go to the break soon. So I'm going to give you three minutes to gloat, and then we can go to the break. That's, I mean, that's generous. I don't even think I need that much time. It's just another instance of Andrea being so correct about a thing. I just, I'm, you know, what? I don't even want to gloat. I just want to celebrate together as friends because it means we have another mystery to solve. So- I want it to be coddle, by the way. They solve the mystery in this episode. They tell us exactly who the... Well, it's number seven, but we don't know who that is. No, they they tell tell us exactly exactly who he was and what happened to him. Yeah, sorry. This is one like the one and only time I'm going to give you a definitive answer. Like They tell us exactly what happens to the the seventh silent model. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know they say the thing about like... No, that's... Hold on. I I swear to fuck. I understand. So who is it? It's Daniel. He's okay, gone. but we haven't met a Daniel. Correct. No, because he's gone. Right, they killed Sil- the entire line. This that is, line is dead. But, okay, I understand all of that. I agree, yes. I, I understand how disappointed this makes you. Battlestar yeah, Galactica. Really Give it a 13th Cylon and Battlestar Galactica taketh away a 13th Usually Cylon. I think it's funny when we don't let each other finish sentences, but I'm saying I understand all of the words that you both are saying to me, and that doesn't mean that we won't get some reveal later because it's not like... It does. 
No, that's what we're saying. We're like, saying we're telling you it, it. That is what that means. This is no joke, no fucking around. Like hundred yeah. percent honest. They give us every detail that we're ever going to get about Daniel in this. Are you kidding me? No. Nope. I hate this show. Why even bother? <laughs> Why even bother doing that? I'm I, genuinely angry at the show right now. What a stupid <laughs> thing to do. That's I, such a bad. That's such a bad choice. That's so dumb. That's the I dumbest actually, thing the show's ever done. I, I kind of agree, but mm-hmm. once we get to that that story, uh, we'll talk a little bit about why that still matters, even though it's it's kind of a throwaway plot point, because it Ugh. does matter. And we'll get there, but we do have multiple Doritos contacts, so we're going to go ahead and jump to a safer location I'm while gonna Andrea... jump in front of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. And then when they come back, it's just the two of you for the rest of the series. It's what a so, waste. So stay we tuned. So stay, stay we tuned. The Storyteller series brings you full cast audio productions of short stories. I'm the host, Megs. And each month we'll bring you a brand new story performed by talented voice actors, interviews with great authors, and exclusive print edition stories. Listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. Catch us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Storyteller or at nightshiftradio.com. The Storyteller series. Old time radio rebooted we're back okay so sam is uh he's in the middle of trying to trying to tell the the reveal the secrets he has himself a pretty nasty seizure turns out it like it ends up being okay because it it somehow helps the the brain doctor hodgman get a more clear image of sam's brain and <laughs> okay, that, see okay, exactly so that wasn't just me being confused no, that, that actually was, is some bullshit yeah, no, right? that, that was doesn't a little make any weird. sense okay but like dr hodgman is super stoked about how clear the image is no one else oh, yeah. is but he's so pumped uh and he could see that it, you know it's 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 right on some some blood vessels and just a little trickle of blood was what caused the seizure and you know, it wouldn't take but a few drops more to just full on kill him. So, you know, we should probably get going on this. Uh, but Sam it's, is insisting like he's I remember these things now and I have like it's important information. I have to share this. You have to give me time. It's a clever and, countdown. Yeah. Yeah. It is the, another countdown, but it's a clever one, at I, least. I do. I do like there. there's a, a moment where. They're they're all gathered around Sam's hospital bed and he's telling them things. And, uh, you know, he starts having his little word salad moments and Starbucks like, are you okay? Maybe we should take a break. He's like, no, I'm fine. We're, I gotta keep going and we're fine. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm fine. And then like three seconds later, Coddle comes in and is like, okay, it's time to wrap this up. And she's like, he said, he's fine. He's going to keep going. Like (laughs) she changed direction on that so fast. Well, he said he's fine. Here's the thing, like, here's a man with a bullet in his brain on the, like, clinging to the edge of life. And there's a lot of people just standing around him yelling, largely at each other. Yeah. But yeah. also at him and, and, like, him yelling back. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of not resting for this man who's mm-hmm. seriously injured. I do uh, love the other three of the five uh, huddled up outside the frame yes. of that just being like, what are they doing? Some kind of scan, but it's, like, it's... It's like oddly sweet and a little comical that they're just like just on the outskirt mm-hmm. of it. I don't know. It's such a this is a good episode, except that I hate it so much. <laughs> um, but uh, they um, the the doctors give uh, Kara the the veto power over Sam's protest, and she says, "Do it." 
but not like that. Uh, she and says, he continues, make it so. Yes. Number one. <laughs> and, you know, he, he continues to depress it. Like, look, I stood up for you on the Demetrius. And like, when you like had your, when you had your insane vision quest, I was there for you sort of thing. You owe and, me as he's being dragged away to surgery. She's like, you have until they put you under. And so he, he continues the story. And he, he, they, they, we learned that Cavill was the first. Uh, and you know, that you know, they, they really, they, they, he uses the word treasure. They treasured him, uh, and Cavill helped him them build the rest, and then he turned nasty. Um, mm-hmm. And we learned that the the seventh model's name was Daniel, uh, which uh, helps uh, set – well, it doesn't really set Starbucks' mind at ease, but at least tells her that she's not a Cylon. So she has her own, like, a guy's Baltar, am I the fifth Cylon moment? Uh, and it's not her. So we still don't know what the story is with Starbuck, but she's not one of the 13 Cylon models that have been named. Uh, but eventually the, the doctors come. They take Sam away, yelling for Kara. How dare you? You owe me. Uh, they do successfully remove the bullet from his brain, but uh, he's, not quite, he's not awake yet. And so Starbuck goes in to just to, to talk to him and just tell him, you know, you, you've got you know, your, your Cylon friends are out there, you know, waiting to hear the rest of their life story. And they're, they're you know, you better hurry up because they're looking kind of mean, you know, just, just teasing at him. Mm-hmm. Fucking Ishay, <sighs> don't bother. There's no brain activity. He's not I there. hate her. Oh, my God. It's so fucking rude. Yeah. Like, I get it. You hate Cylons. What the fuck are you doing in the, the operating room then? Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> so we don't know what, what's, uh, what's going to become of Sam. Uh, we know that he's out of the, the immediate danger, but, like, is he going to be able to, to, to tell the rest? Like, is he going to be able to help explain? Is the, he going to wake up or is he just going to be in a coma for the next six episodes? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like, it is a little late in the series for a, uh, a lengthy coma uh plot line uh but we'll see uh so let's dive into it. we we've talked about uh there's there some some happenings in this episode that are from the sideline perspective and uh we get to see uh of course a flashback all the way to new caprica when saul poisons ellen and from our perspective at the time like that was it but then uh mm-hmm. she wakes up in the goo which is very jarring for her at first uh, she has the the reaction that I would imagine most people who didn't know they were Cylons would at first, uh, where she screams a lot. And then she just suddenly has this moment of calm and clarity and just like wipes the goo out of her hair and sits up straight. <laughs> it's like, all right. And of course, there's a, a centurion in the room guarding her and she asks it for, for help out of the, the goo and it hesitates. And she's like, come on, you, you can do... You can do that much. I think she recognizes that she's being guarded. She's mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. she is not being welcomed back into the fold. Um, she is alone. She, no one was there to meet her at her resurrection except this, this centurion. Uh, but I love the gesture when the centurion comes over and offers its hand to her, uh, and looks down for a moment, sees the like eleven inch claws that it <laughs> has, and like morphs them into more human like fingers. And gently lifts her up out, you know, by the hand. It's it's so sweet. I didn't know and they could do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And uh, she even says something like, thank you. Like she thanks him. She, or it, she, she thanks the centurion and like, you know, kind of heaps some, some praise on it. And you could tell like she very much becomes maternal in this episode. And we get what I think personally is a little bit of a redemption of Ellen Ty as we see uh, her eventually start to interact with her children. She's a completely different character now. She's a she very She really won me over, and I was so annoyed <laughs> as yeah. it was happening. I was like, God damn this show. How yeah. dare you make me like Ellen Ty? I, yeah. we, we need to talk about something, though. Please do. We, we need to talk about something. So there's a, a, there's well there's a, a few scenes between uh Ellen and Cavill but uh it is pretty much revealed that uh you know Cavill views Ellen as like a mother figure and mm-hmm. she views him as a child figure mm-hmm. which doesn't sound so bad until you remember that back on New Caprica yeah yeah, I think... And and we, here's the thing. She didn't know, but uh-huh. he sure fucking did. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know then that was some, like, ugh, gross cavil <laughs> power trip thing. A hundred percent. And we do learn, well, at least we're able to uh, solidly infer... That all of the time that Cavill was like, oh, talking about the final five, that's forbidden. Like, you can't do that. Oh, God will be angry. Uh, turns out it was him that uh, that made that programming that in- yeah. ensured the, the other uh, models weren't able to talk about the final five. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, we learned that uh, he kills the final five uh, in an act of rebellion, and when they when they re-download, he blocks access to most of their memories and implants false ones, much like we saw with Boomer and some of the other uh, silent operatives, and sends them out uh, in kind of staggered release to go live their lives. So Saltai is released basically right around the end of the first Cylon War. So he lives that, like, 40-year period, and, it, like, for as far as anyone knows... He's a human. He's a colonial officer. He's Bill Adama's best friend. Like, he's been there all along. Ellen was released shortly after, and so presumably they met organically. I don't or, know. We, or we don't... it's possible Cavill engineered that. You never know. Yeah, Although it seems it weird that he would he would intentionally put them together. Yeah. And, of course, you know, the, the other ones sent out to, to various points throughout uh, the, the colonies uh, with their, their false memories. And... <clears throat> He says he, he, he did that to, to really show them how bad humanity was and give them a front row seat to the Holocaust. Uh, failing to mention that it was the Holocaust that he engineered uh, mm-hmm. and that realistically he intended for them to die in as well to then be resurrected back in their bodies and for him to be able to say, you see, see how terrible the humans are. Wasn't I right? Aren't I a good little boy? I love the way that that Ellen treats him like a child in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, he acts a lot like a child. And, you know, she calls him petty and petulant. And, <laughs> uh, and John, which he yeah, doesn't she like calls at him all, John. just he even using his name. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I hate when people do that to me too, so. <laughs> I mean, fair. me too, so I guess. <laughs> um, 
And like we see this, like this differing philosophy that uh, caused this rift to begin with. She, she designed the John model after her father, named him after, and everything like that. And he, when he gained his self awareness, uh, did not think like, "Oh, isn't this great? I'm like I'm a machine, but like I'm I'm so so human, and like this is wonderful." He, he thought. Why the fuck did you limit Lee like this? And he is just, <laughs> he has the biggest chip on his shoulder about not being able to experience the, the world the through. First time I've liked him is that <laughs> really ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous because it's so overblown and he uses the phrase gelatinous orbs, but uh, yes. I've never related more to Cavill in my life. He's just like, oh God, I wish we could pull it up because it is, it's so good. He goes in this whole rant about like having to witness a a supernova, like one of the the most you know, spectacular uh, like occurrences in nature, uh, through uh, these gelatinous orbs in my skull. Ridiculous uh, gelatinous orbs. Gelatinous orbs. Uh, and like talks about like you know only being able to see like a, a small fraction of the EM spectrum and only being able to hear vibrations in the air and how he wants to be able to 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 be in space and feel the solar winds on you know on his mechanical body whatever like and he, has he wants to hear as, x-rays and, yeah. and see fucking more colors yeah it's he wants to geez. smell gamma rays i don't yeah I don't, that I don't yeah that's what do, it is man. This joke is going to mean nothing for either of you, but for our astrology listeners, Cavill has revealed himself to be the most Aquarius Aquarius on the planet. It makes me so happy. Again, the only time I've liked him this whole season. I wonder how intentional that was. And yeah, it's it like you see him being very just like petty and like very bratty, like very mm-hmm. like... I can't get what I want, and so I'm just going to bully people around to to make it happen. And Ellen's not having it. She doesn't fall for like for any of the bait that he gives her. And then you know we we get some some time jumps. So we see when she first resurrected. We see a little while later when uh, you know, she she encounters uh, John, and then later on he brings Boomer in uh, after she's she's after they've developed a special rapport which is a very sleazy way to put what Campbell is doing to her. Um, and uh, I love the, the line where uh, Boomer's like, you know, he's teaching me to be a better machine. And she's like, what about the swirl? Did he teach you that yet? <laughs> it took me a second to realize she was being, I was like, oh, what's the swirl? Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, no. And Campbell doesn't like that at all. <laughs> she says, I do believe you're blushing. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, we we have another time jump uh, to when the resurrection hub is destroyed, and I love when he tells her that, and her reaction is like, "Oh, contemplating your mortality." <laughs> she's like, "No, Good. our extinction, and uh-huh. you're going to teach us how to do it again, how to do resurrection." And she's like, "We need all five of us." And like, from as far as we know, like, yes, yeah, she was instrumental in it, but it was the five of them mm-hmm. that, that did it. So there's no reason to believe that. She's just going to be able to, to recreate it on her own. Now, obviously, she and Cavill have a history together where they somewhat know each other. So maybe he thinks that, like, like he picked up uh, from her that she knows more than like she actually does. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he insists 
that she knows the the whole thing when when she says she doesn't. Um, Yeah, I mean, realistically, it also benefits her to know and to help them recreate it Mm -hmm. because she's on her last life as far as she knows at this point. Um, But yeah, she she claims not to know. So his his solution is going to be to uh, cut open her brain and uh, and find the answer. Which that's how brains work, right? Really interesting technology, and I kind of wish that like I could just have that. Do you want to cut open yeah. someone's brain and find out their secrets? My own. My own, yeah. Oh. Like I, I wish that I could just like extract all of the all of the data. Now, mind you, I, I guess I wouldn't really be around to uh to appreciate it, but so what you're saying missing, is you're missing the that's the whole thing, is that if you could if you could put if you could take all of the upload my ass the, to the cloud yeah. is all. If you could if you could upload my memories into like say a, a duplicate uh organic body. So oh so but so what you're saying is you want to be some kind of like human machine hybrid. Yeah. Like a, a cybernetic organism. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Y'all are doing bits and I get it, but also <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean I kind of do want that. Like, yeah, I mean like, it's not me too. It does. I get because it like the show, but also like, yeah. Like I'm ready. All this time while Cavill is is going on tirades and trying to convince uh Ellen and Boomer, and more importantly himself, that he's not the perfect machine that he needs to be, and like it's it's Ellen's fault, and like they need resurrection, all these things. Uh, Ellen is just subtly like in in a side to Boomer, it's just like, hey, you just just watch for yourself, make make up your own mind, because uh, like you, I I think you can see that like these. He's not what he's not what he says he is. Like he, he's, he doesn't have your best interest at heart. You know, she's offering uh, Boomer a new level of uh, knowledge, and uh, I don't know what the other word I want is, but she yeah. holds out that fucking apple. <laughs> before we, she- before we we wrap up on this storyline for now, there's one like brilliant little moment of cin- cinematography that I want to call attention to. Uh, when Ellen talks about you know, like we we wanted so much more from you, we wanted you to you know, like I I don't remember the actual words. I don't have the transcript in front of me, so I'm just going to say we wanted you to live, laugh, and love. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and Boomer's like, "Love? Who am I supposed to love? Humans? What? Where am I going to find love?" And like, really, like, puts that emphasis on it. And then we get an immediate cutaway to a scene of the chief, and we're like, "Oh, I would love for the chief and and Boomer to be reunited now that his wet blanket wife is <laughs> floating through space." Floating through space. Oh gosh, she is too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, it's, as as long as uh, Tori doesn't get in the way, as long as that flame doesn't rekindle. Listen, they they are pretty open and that's true. That's true. Relaxed and about everything else. It's it's yeah. odd that yeah. Tori's not getting tied a... down. That's for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love Tori. <laughs> so speaking of chief, well, we're not there yet. Oh, okay, we're not there yet uh, because the the Simons are going to come up in Ellen's head and extract her secrets. Uh, and so Boomer is sent to to escort her. Uh, hands her a, a hospital gown. They're like they want you to wear this. And she's like, oh, to add some 
legitimacy to John's final bit of theater. No, thank you. <laughs> I love her her defiance here. It's yeah. so great. Uh, like she is like throughout the the whole series before she was just sloppy and tipsy and like unreliable at best. And here we have her just like cold clarity and like and like is just a genuine person in, in these scenes. And I love I love the yeah, difference. She's she's great here. And now you've made me think of two things. One being that moment reminds me a lot of Adama in the episode before. <laughs> yes. It's just like these are two people who are too yes. far above all of the like yes. back and forth nonsense to even pretend to take something like this seriously. Yeah. The other thing is, do you think <clears throat> we know that she's still a drinker, right? Like that just seems she just seems to not have the same kind of issues with it. But the first thing she says when she wakes up from the goo is I could use a drink. And I wonder if or I guess not because we sort of know, but I would like I like the idea that maybe Cavill knowing that she is the sort of like overseer almost of all of these, she's like seems to be like in terms of the hierarchy like the number one of the five, right? Mm -hmm. That like it would have been good for him to make Ellen such a sloppy drunk that she wouldn't be able to like kind of zero in on who she, yeah, really was. And so he just kind of like turned that setting up, like on her character creator sliders, you know, that one he really ramped up. I honestly think you're right there. I think that that's 100%. Yeah, I think that's very plausible for sure. And I I think that the same goes with Missal and Mm -hmm. like, that like both of their their like massive drinking problems also created a, a steady rift between the two of them. So even though they were together, whether that was planted or like happened naturally, they never could like fully bond and like fully realize the, their right. real connection to each other. So mm-hmm. I think you're right there. Um, but as uh, as Boomer is leading uh, Ellen presumably to her death. Ellen is like, you know, I, I hope you've really thought this through because, uh, you know, like you just, you're probably going to regret it. And Boomer's like, yeah, I think you're right. And <laughs> escorts her to a raptor and flies her off. Ooh, uh, boomer. Been waiting. Uh, you don't plan a Boomer in the first act to not have it go off in the last one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well She's done. been there all this time. We needed her to, to come through for something. And I liked it because I really hated how, like – meek and subservient they mm-hmm. made that character yeah. because like it's not her yeah, at all the eights no. kind of in general do tend to skew that that personality wise but like sharon valeri was not that and right. i that hated the whole... that they made her just like a sex slave to cavill like i hated that so much yeah exactly yeah. and so you know, she's uh, a, a weak model but in the end she'll carry out her mission so yes excellent excellent that mission was sending ellen to her freedom wow. Um, there is, there's one uh, little incongruity that I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about, uh, the base star launched Raiders and they fired at the, the Raptor. Now they didn't hit it and maybe they weren't trying to, I don't know, but, uh, there was a member of the final five on that Raptor and last we knew the, the Raiders wouldn't fire on the final five. So I wonder if, oh yeah, good point. Nope. You know what? I take that back oh. because I guarantee Cavill lobotomized his Raiders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely he did. did. The the Raiders on the other base star would not have done that. Oh, so. shit. 
Welp, that could get <laughs> sticky, huh? That, that could get that probably won't. Sticky. That probably won't come up again. <laughs> no. So, as Kitsy was saying, speaking of the chief. He's just a good character. I like him a lot. Chief so much, and that's it. Episode over. He's so showing. Now. He's showing. He's showing Admiral Adama all the the cracks in the hall and the damage and everything that he, that he found when he uh, disabled the FTL. Oh, uh, production note: uh, Can we get that groaning metal sound throughout this entire episode? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I please don't do that. That would be terrible to listen to. <laughs> well, we'll just start it now. If we just, just like periodically, hey, if we just <laughs> put a little bit of it in this part, that's fine. Kitsy, um, you don't listen to the podcast. What do you care? <laughs> I care about the people who do. Okay, we know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Whoa! What else you got? Shots fired. <laughs> At who? I'm not sure. I think you, but maybe our listeners. Mm. So, anyway. so chief, so chief showing Adama. I want to. I want to tell it. So okay, chief so. showing Adama around. Such a brat. All the. Br- Leave me alone. Why are you so mean to me today? <laughs> I don't like this. This isn't fun for me. I'm still cranky about Daniel. I'm sorry. I'm taking it out on you. That Okay, that's that's fair. I, I understand. <laughs> uh, so, so she's showing Adama all the little cracks and well, not little cracks, the big cracks. Yeah. Uh, some of the support beams are, are, are busted. And uh, Adama says, oh, if these go, it'll snap shut like a book. Which is a weird thing to say, but mm-hmm. but he's not wrong. Um, and he, you know, they the, they they have the conversation, and, and and Chief says like, you know, it could be fixed, but it's going to take a lot. And Adama's like, great, get it done. And Chief's like, sorry, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and Adama says, the thing is, I need a chief, and right now, all I have is a Galen. A Galen. <laughs> he doesn't even say. You, he just calls him by his name. Yeah. And it's it feels crazy. like he's going to say Cylon and then he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so he's basically saying like, hey, do you, you can be chief again. Will you fix my ship, please? <gasps> I just fix my ship, chief. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is one of my favorite lines. But, but there's a condition. He wants the crew to be all humans. Yeah, I don't love that. It, it's still showing up that like, which the chief hesitantly agrees to. Mm-hmm. Although you can see it in his eyes that he wants to say like that's literally not possible because you've just asked me to be on it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Like you you uh, know you, re- you remember that I'm one of the Cylons, right? He says yeah. that he says I'm still a Cylon, and and Adam's like, is that right? Well, so is my XO, and then that's they shake so hands. It's that's true. true. Oh. It's true. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this exchange though. is so great, and I, I, I love because there, there is multiple scenes where we see the extent of the damage. Like we we see it initially when when the chief discovers it, chief takes uh, Adama back through and shows him, explains, you know, like I I, I found it when I when I pulled the the thing from the thing, and he's like, it's it's pretty bad, but like I think we can repair it. He's like, do it, and then he takes him uh, back later while the, the repairing is going on. And Adama's like, I know what patching looks like. He's like, no, that's not it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, we've got the, these, these cracks here. Like I can fix those. Those are pretty clean breaks. We'll just, we'll, we'll patch those up. But like, 
we did this thing with the, this this glowing fluid, uh, and it's kind of like an X-ray, and you can see, oh, the ship's fucked. Um, yeah, her, hairline her, fractures everywhere. Her bones are rotten. Oh, uh, which is just—it's well, tragic to see that. Like there are just these cracks, and yeah. like it—it it, it literally looks like the the metal of the ship is just going to crumble. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Well, and Adama even asks, like, you know, how, like, how did this happen? How did it get so bad? And and she has to remind him, like, you know, Galactica was fifty years old, uh, you know, before the the Cylon War, and you know, now it's been through some shit. Like, you jumped it into the atmosphere, like you've put it through some shit. So, you know, so yeah. at, at fifty years old prior to the Second Cylon War, that means that it was commissioned. Uh, depending on how long the first Cylon War lasted, it was likely commissioned before the first Cylon War, saw combat during that war, mm -hmm. was idle for 40 years, and was being decommissioned. Uh, so it had already been through a, a, a fairly lengthy life as a, as a warship. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what Adama has put her through yes. <laughs> over the last four years. Yes. Uh, yeah. On top of that. Uh, and then the chief drops one more uh, bombshell where it says, like, you know, sometimes the like they they um, they cheaped out on, on the, building these ships. They went moved a little too quick. The, they cut the corners a little. The skin was a little too thin. The the bolts a little too small. You fucking tell me they cut corners. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's just the incredulity in the admiral's voice. Like he just can't believe that a ship of the line would be anything but like. 100 percent yeah. top notch everything like buttoned up top to bottom and she's like so much and she's done yeah so yeah. but and the chief's like yeah they did and he he has an idea though there's this organic resin uh it's a biological compound that the, mm -hmm. the silence have that will uh, will go in and, and seal the the cracks but then like harden as it matures and strengthen the ship so sounds like it might even like make it better than better than new in some ways uh the 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 admiral is stuck very much on the as it matures <laughs> he's like well it's organic so it's 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 meat it's it's, it's, it's meat. meat yeah and uh the admiral has a, a hard no uh but he goes back to his quarters and starts chugging whiskey and and you know goes to splash some water on his face and he turns around and he sees like there's cracks all around his quarters too like this this damage is extensive this ship is not going to make it uh you know the, the, the chief earlier tells him like i i can patch this up i can squeeze I some can, more life out of her i can squeeze some more life just you know just don't jump it for a while uh which also feels important um <laughs> and finally after the admiral is good and drunk he does what the admiral does and he picks up the phone he calls the chiefs do what you gotta do to save our girl I want um our girl, oh, God, our girl. Like that is not my not my ship. Like she's part of the like Fleetus family, and that includes Galen right now, and it includes the ship. And yeah. I would love a montage of every time Adama has been like absolutely not to a thing, and then he gets drunk, and then he's like absolutely let's do the thing because it <laughs> happens so many times. It does. And every time it makes me so happy. Like you know he's gonna come around. He just has to get there on his own. And he has to like really just see how critically bad it is to realize mm -hmm. like he has to swallow his pride. He has to get over this bigotry that like he has publicly 
you know, renouncing by forming the alliance with Asylum. But when it comes down to it, like he still can't let go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's um, how racism, like that, he's, yeah. he's, he's trying to do the work. He's got a lot of unlearning to do, yeah. you know, it's and, he, and you know what? And he's doing it. He's yeah, doing it. He's trying. Um, so Galactica's in trouble mm-hmm. and something's happening with, with the, the Cylons. Um, Ellen's going you know, somewhere. Ellen's going somewhere with Boomer. Let's, you know what? Let's let's circle back and let, let's give a little bit more time to the the story of the eighth humanoid Cylon model, Daniel. Uh, we learn from Ellen that Daniel was one of the the models that they created, presumably one of the early models. Although I guess like number seven, so maybe he was the seventh one they made. I don't know. They, they, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason, but okay. Well, he's number seven. It doesn't matter. Uh, I feel like they randomly assigned the numbers. It yeah, kind of right. feels that way, but maybe maybe there was an it's order. Dr- they all drew them from was, a hat. It was just a number they hadn't used in the show yet. You know, yeah. they knew they could yeah. introduce us to them in order. Uh, so, but uh, Daniel was an artist, and he was just this this beautiful free spirit, and she you know she. She particularly loved him, and John got jealous and thought thought that she was playing favorites. And she says, "You know, maybe I was, but you know, somebody uh, uh, poisoned the, the amniotic fluid and killed all of the clones that were maturing." And also, then, maturing uh, in the amniotic fluid—that's pregnancy. Like, <laughs> so I, they uh, do grow. Like, if was I Daniel guess. a bait? Like. I just not a baby, obviously, but like I just had a realization. Yeah. Andrew, you 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 made me realize it by saying it was a number they hadn't used yet. They had to shoehorn in this this uh Cylon that you know, whatever bullshit, because they made Boomer an eight. And why would there be an eight if there was only a one, two, three, four, five, and six? And no seven. That's because when they made her eight way back in the very beginning, they, they probably didn't, didn't have this a... whole final five thing yeah. figured out yet in the storyline. So they had to shoehorn this in Wait, to cover now up a I plot feel hole. Stupid for thinking I was so smart for thinking there'd be a thirteenth. And this is exactly why well, I've well, been confused all this time. Well, but to because be fair, mathematically, to, to be, be fair, fair, to be fair. Up until, like, I think this episode, we didn't really know what the Final Five's relationship to the others was. Mm-hmm. So it very well could have been that, like, Ty was number seven, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so no, we I didn't really know that until, like, That's right. last episode slash this episode. Um, okay. But then they had to, they had to like, quick shoehorn in this other, like, Cylon that got boxed that we've never heard of because, like, oh, shit, we still need a number seven. This and is, it, again, it, another example of me being right because I was wrong in the first place. Because I've definitely <laughs> just been like 8 and 5, 13. Not thinking about the fact that, like, we didn't know who anybody's numbers were except for yeah. the handful, like... Yeah. And it was it was a really great theory to the point where it was really hard was really to... Much like with the Anders theory, yeah. It yeah. was really hard Which to... Which was correct. You, you were correct with Anders, was... and that, that was infuriating. With this yeah. one, I mean, you I were... wasn't incorrect about this one. I was just you more were so close than the you were show. So close. You, you knew well, that... I would have been correct if the show did the right thing. <laughs> you, you had figured out, put the pieces together that there was another Cylon. Uh, the, the problem was that 
you trusted too much that that had relevance to the show. Yeah. That, How that, dare I? That was where they let you down. Which, <sighs> and that was the hardest part about yeah. it. Like, theorizing with you about who the 13th Cylon could be. And knowing, knowing how bullshit of a story it really was. It's, uh, you know, Daniel. basically, Cavill gets jealous, kills all the copies, destroys the genetic formula, and presumably also kills the, the one living one. Right. And, oh, whoops, that model was defective. And, you know, just, they, they can never have another Daniel because they just basically destroyed they just don't have any. him entirely. It- that raises some questions, though, because, like, when they make them, so there was a Daniel walking around mm-hmm. that, as far as we know, I know y'all have some more information than I do, but at this point, there was a Daniel walking around that Cavill was jealous of. Mm-hmm. So that means they make one, and then if they, like, they use that one to make the copies. That's the of, implication. Yeah. And like, then... What I'm you still, have from this episode is what we know. Yeah. Right. And so, so. my, here's, okay, now this might just be me being confused and missing something. Where did the five, so it goes, so the five were first, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they made. So really, final uh, five is kind of a misnomer. Well, they're it's the final five. They're also the first five, right? Like, but did they, am I just forgetting? Do we know who made, the Centurions made? No. They didn't make no, the they, five. No, they Who were... the five? So the five uh, lived on Earth. They were born naturally. They were born naturally because the, the when the oh, 13th Oh, that's where tribe, the time thing came from. Yeah. Wait, so the five aren't... But they are Cylons. They are Cylons. They are Cylons. So the, so the, so the 13th tribe heads. that was Cylons left Kobol t- to go to Earth. Kobol. And they oh. they ditched their resurrection technology because they, they were able to finally procreate naturally. Right. And so they stopped using resurrection and then the five reinvented resurrection right okay they were like a weird like tech startup somewhere yeah yeah Yeah. they they were like how born they were like how like tech startups now are trying to do things like reinvent the bus Mm -hmm. right got it got it got it kind of yeah okay so the third so trees trees Our listeners are going to be so frustrated with me because they've been watching this show along with me. And I should know, like, this is, I understand. I I understand. And and I appreciate your patience, everybody. 13th Colony Mm -hmm. on Kobol were humans. They were Cylons. They were Cylons. So So the 13th Colony and the ones are the same colony that went to Earth. I know that. Okay. That was just me being confused and dumb. I knew the thirteenth tribe were the Cylons of the Cobol so, Civil War. Yeah. So the the whole all of this has happened before and will happen again. We only know it back to Cobol. Theoretically, it goes back infinitely in time. But right. on Cobol, humans created Cylons. Cylons evolved. Cylons rebelled. Cylons were created Cylons, by man. Cylons destroyed the destroyed Cobol. The tribes Cobol. split. Twelve of them went and eventually founded the, the colonies. The 13th tribe, being the Cylons, went off, fucked off on their own, uh, and you know they, they left a marker at the Temple of Hopes, we learned that the temple was originally called. Uh, the, I quite the five, like that. 
the five revisited it on their their way back through as you know knowing that it was a marker on the way to earth uh and i love ellen deny is planting any uh any signs of their presence there mm-hmm. so we don't know if the the five actually did uh orchestrate that or she claims the one true god did it um, right but the the five uh, the, the 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 thirteen tribe makes their way to Earth. They eventually uh, they, they are able to procreate. They eventually live as though they are human. They create their own centurions who eventually rebel against them, and destroy Earth. These five are the only ones that make it. They go to the other humans, thinking like we can save them from this same fate. But they make it too late. Meanwhile, right. the twelve tribes have created Cylons. <laughs> the Cylons a good have become, you know, self-aware. They've become religious. This is, that's literally, the plot of Caprica is the, the basically the early days of the, you know, the Cylon creation and also uh, cool. where, where this religion came from uh, oh, is, cool. in, is in Caprica as yeah. well. Um, okay. So and, then. you know, they, they five arrive, they see an opportunity to try to prevent the cycle only to end up contributing to the next Holocaust. Right, of course. And then the humanity is on the run again. Right. And now we don't have proof of what I'm about to say, except this is tricky because we can't. Okay. I, I forget exactly what year I've speculated we're at, but I think we did the math and it's either, hold on, this is, Again, listeners, I know I'm so dumb. I either think we're somewhere in the late 4,000s or 40,000s, but I think 4,000s. Because I think for some reason, I think we're 2,000 years past, give or take, about where we are as humans in our world. And I know that it's not necessarily the same, blah, blah, blah. But I forget where where that math came from early on, but it did. If that's the case, then theoretically... If we're part of this universe, right? And also because we have Jimi Hendrix and one of the things that I, I didn't recognize everything. And I don't think that we, that Sam was only saying things that were actually, but he's quoting Shakespeare at one point. Um, mm, yep. So Shakespeare exists. But again, that doesn't mean that we didn't get Shakespeare somehow from our whatever. But the math that I've done in my head and the way I've structured this is that theoretically, the three of us are Cylons. Like all, like, Everybody on Earth could have been born of a Cylon, right? All of this is Hamlet before. <laughs> you, God damn it, Caleb! I want to. I want to. Tempest again. I want to. <laughs> I want to circle back to to where you you mentioned that uh, we have Jimi Hendrix, Bob Dylan. Thank you. You do this every time, but they're clearly the cover that they are doing is the is like to me is their version of Hendrix's version. Also, to Andrea's credit, whenever I think of All Along the Watchtower, I do not think of Bob Dylan. I only think of Jimi, Jimi Hendrix. In fact, I think uh, yeah, when, we can all... When it's not the, like, once every three months or so that you remind us that it's Bob Dylan, I, I don't think about Bob Dylan at all. I mean, that's the right thing to do, honestly. <laughs> But Kissy can't help but, but, you, but poke holes in my good theory. You can't. You, but you can't deny a songwriter their song. I'm sorry, you just can't. Mm, mm. <gasps> so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Anders played guitar, right? And he played Anders. that song for everybody. Anders is Bob Dylan. Oh my god! I th- is his name even Anders? 
The Cylon? The Cylon? The Pyramid player. Bob Dylan's a Cylon confirmed. Well, I think we all might be. All right. And ain't that something for humanity? That ain't that is something. So mm. as we're approaching the 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 end of the the series oh, and as we're about to take our our next uh uh, foray into the the feature length uh, and explore a little bit more of the story of the the Cylons. Uh, I want to take a moment and just briefly recap. Um, Andrea did successfully guess the all five of the the final five Cylons uh, at some uh, point or another, uh. even even when she didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even stupid Alan Ty. Mm-hmm, Andrea mm-hmm. did did guess that there was a 13th Cylon, but we were forced to disappoint her in acknowledging that there is no mystery to Everyone to in my Daniel. life always does. Um, and again, it, it breaks my heart to have to so adamantly say <laughs> that, but I, I, just, I need you to understand that we're, we're not no, doing a bit. No, that, no it really I understand was, now. Yeah, it's, it, re- yeah, I, it really does feel like that a throwaway it was a mathematical thing. issue on the yeah. writer's part. Um, mm-hmm. Really yeah. puts that into because I've I've always wondered why they 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 because that that feels so shoehorned in and like they didn't have to like that has no yeah. relevance to the plot really mm-hmm. like you could have removed that from the story completely and it wouldn't change a thing and I yeah it's because they needed a seven yeah otherwise why I would like the why idea would Boomer that be eight s- right somebody in the writers room like me just being like who like wouldn't stop saying thirteenth and everybody being like we have only written twelve like what is wrong with you. And then that person realizing yeah. just in a really backwards roundabout way that they fucked up. I, there's, I there's think a, it would have been fun to have an alternate, uh, <laughs> uh explanation where just Cavill doesn't know how to count. <laughs> <laughs> you ding dong. Never there's a him. part of me that wants to believe that like, while I, while they didn't do a good job of, presenting it then the writers planned on there being 13 all along to stick with the the numerology theme the 13th mm-hmm. tribes uh and, and so forth uh and that they knew that the five weren't going to have numbers assigned to them and the rest were um and so they they planted this idea that there was a, a, like that there were actually eight numbered models Action that you know would would drive us nuts for the whole series and mm-hmm. uh, what i'm not sure in my personal headcanon theory is if they knew when they decided that that they were going to do such a bad job with it as <laughs> one like honestly i love this show so much and in a lot of ways it is very nearly flawless but this is one of its glaring mm-hmm. flaws that mm-hmm. they just they didn't do justice to the idea of of a thirteenth Cylon. Well, and they could they have could done. Have been... Go ahead. I was just going to say they could have done what my brain thought they were doing, which was giving us that as a sort of red herring and hiding a thirteenth Cylon behind Daniel, because mm-hmm. like, so they call him Daniel, but like, and we know Sharon is Sharon, and we know Cavill is. I guess John Cavill, he's a first and last namer. But like mm-hmm. Caprica, Caprica doesn't have a designated name. You know what That's I mean? True. She's Shelly, she's Caprica, she's, she's you know Natalie. She's Natalie. Natalie. She's Gina. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so Daniel's seven. They think he's been killed off somehow. And I'm jumping over this because this show has mysteries. They just haven't told me how yet. Mm-hmm. Somehow we're gonna find out that seven slash Daniel is also blah, blah, blah. And in my head this week, I really wanted it to be Coddle. I forget what he said that made me think like, oh, he would be a really cool one. Oh, his being, because this whole time I'm like, 
shouldn't he be invested in what this Cylon has to say too? Like, why mm-hmm. is he trying? Like, I know he wants to say, and it's because Cottle is before anything else, a doctor who wants to save lives. And he mm-hmm. knows that for Sam to have the best chance of life, he needs to go under. But another explanation would be Sam is revealing too much. And for whatever reason, the 13th Cylon isn't ready for Sam to reveal that information. But yeah. I guess that's in the toilet. So yeah, that's unfortunately that is not what happens. Well, and part of the reason why I think that there... would be a lot cooler if it were. (laughs) Part of the reason why I think that the idea actually was planted early on and maybe they they waited to to actually flesh it out was because they wanted us to wonder about Baltar. They wanted us to wonder Mm -hmm. about Kara. Hell, they wanted us to wonder about Adama. They they wanted us to never be truly sure who actually... That is really sneaky. Yeah. And it makes it impossible for them to push us in any one direction too far if they know that it's just a, a filler Cylon, that, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. they can tease as much as they want and we can read into these characters as much as we want, but there really isn't. And yeah, so wow. it, it's... Okay, as unsatisfying, <laughs> yeah, as unsatisfying as the the reveal of Daniel is, that is really clever storytelling. Assuming, like, let's give them the benefit of the doubt with how good the story is. That that's probably is what they were going for. That's what I hope they were going for. Uh, in a which big case, mistake otherwise. Yeah, in which case, it's incredibly clever storytelling, and kudos to the writers for that. Um, but yeah, you know. I, Someone's going to get mad if we don't cover it. I don't care. Uh, Six is pregnant and the baby's kicking and Saul gets really stoked about it. The end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I do like seeing Saul as like a proud father to be. Like that. that is adorable. Michael Hogan has these just tender moments sometimes where you just you see through the gruff Saul tie facade mm-hmm. to the, the man underneath. And I love it. And we I think we get a little bit more of that now that he you know, has, it knows that he's a silent and has accepted that. Mm-hmm. I think we get to see a little oddly enough, I think we get to see a little bit more of the human <gasps> side of Saul Tai oh, knowing yeah. he's a Cylon. So hold on though. Did you just There's have a revelation? A Ellen's well, gonna be not- pissed when she finds out She's that's not going to be happy. Just, that's what I was just going to say, is that this is Ellen's tie. This isn't in the same way that this Caprica, this six is Baltar's six. This yeah. There's a lot of mixing and mingling, which, you know, I'm all for if everybody's happy, but I don't get the impression that everybody's going to be happy here. And I think... I also think, I think, Kitsy, you and I talked about this. I don't think this made it on last week's episode. It couldn't have. Um, I I hate the age gaps, obviously. I understand with this show that there's the argument is that, like, you know, or maybe not the show, but the argument I've been making throughout for our show is that, like, we're putting these, like, human taboos on Cylon relationships. So fine, whatever. But I would feel much better supporting that argument if it weren't for the fact that all the dudes are old and all of the women are younger. Like there is, it's it's just across the board. There's no, I wouldn't feel good about it in any other, you know, like if Cavill and I guess Sam, I was trying to think of who the younger, like, or Cavill, like there's just not. Yeah. Anyway. One thing that we don't get, uh, Ellen implies, and I would love to like see some, some backstory of, as we get an implication that John Cavill had a childhood. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, 
the John that he was modeled after dead. He was he was Ellen's actual father. Mm-hmm. But we get a, the impression that this Cylon grew up. She talks about him like a little boy and not just like you're you're my you're my child because I made you, but like she talks about him like a little boy and remembers but him. But were you still that way. picturing him running around like old Cavill, but still being a little boy? Because like, I, I just a, a miniature <laughs> old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so like, I, I I find that fascinating. The idea that mm-hmm. like at least the original model uh, of each number. Uh, may have been someone who experienced a like a full life cycle up to adulthood at which point they then were were cloned and like we you know, we haven't seen these humanoid cylons for long enough to know whether or not they age but it sure mm-hmm. looks like Cavill's aged a little bit over the the few years he looks a little bit rougher around the edges in season 4 than he did when he first took uh uh, Tyrell's confession early on. Well, and we so, we've seen flashbacks to Ty looking younger. Well, that's what I said. Like the we know that the five age. Okay, we, right. We we know that they were essentially you know, in, like indecipherable from human, uh, but we we never knew for sure if the other humanoid Cylons did. Uh, and I think the implication here is that they do. Well, yeah, um, it seems like they're kind of they're like test tube babies. They're like. They mature in this amniotic, whatever they called it, which just sounds fake, but I think that that's just like an artificial womb. And then from there, I guess once, my guess is once they're viable and can live outside of that, they, you know. I would venture to say that because the Cylons have been in a state of war, it doesn't make sense to decant any you know, children and have them running around the base stars they only bring out fully matured adult versions of themselves to carry on the the, the day-to-day operations of the ship and of the war. Um, but I honestly think that in, in peacetime, if the Cylons felt safe, that they would be raising children of themselves. Yeah. That's yeah, weird. which is... Hey, you know what? That kind of rules. <laughs> That's a weird thought. I don't want a little uh, miniature exact copy of me running around. That sounds terrible. I mean, that kind I, of is what it, yeah. Yeah, and it sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't, I don't want you. a child version of me, but yeah. I'm like, give me, a, give me a, a, an adult clone and like we can get some shit done. <laughs> That's uh, true. And on that thought, we'll leave you for the, for the week. And when we come back next week, uh, we're going to be joined, as I said, by our, our, our co-host and resident uh, guest, Baltar lookalike uh, Michael uh, from the Never Heard of It podcast uh, to talk about the full-length feature film uh, in the Battlestar Galactic Universe, The Plan, uh, the events of the, the early uh, season, but from told from the, the Cylon perspective. I'm really wait. excited for that. Make sure you join us for that. Make sure you check out both parts, both here on Second Edition 1 and over on the Never Heard of It podcast. And until then, so say we all. Kids, you always say it next. I already said it earlier. I don't have to say it again. You are such a pain in my ass. That is technically true. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production.
visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.